It is Bronze and Modern Gods. I am John. And I'm Richard. Hey, everybody. Welcome. It's Monday. We're back. We're going to talk comic books, funny books. You know how we do. First, follow us at Facebook and Instagram, Bronze and Modern Gods. Visit the website, Like, subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Hey, Richard, you did not go to WonderCon. No, I did not. I did not. You also did not go to La Mole. No, you son of a... No, I did not. What the heck is La Mole, half the people out there are saying? Those are two conventions that we will cover today. I went, we'll have a little recap, plus, you know what we do, underrated books of the week, the 25-year rule. But let's get started with our hot book of the week. Richard, what is it? Hot book this week is Batman Beyond, The White Knight Number 1. Ooh, this is... All right. It's Batman Beyond the White Knight, not Batman Beyond the White Knight. That's my fault because I put it in the notes. Like I thought it was Batman Beyond. But but the the costume is Batman Beyond. I'm confused. You guys tell us. What's the title? Because (laughs) it it has Batman really big on the logo, but then it's like Beyond the White Knight underneath. Uh, Yeah, I, I, I read it as Batman Beyond the White Knight. That's the way I read it. Okay, we're, we're officially old. Uh, this is a hot book for a few reasons. It's the first cameo of a female Robin that is working for the Red Hood. Um, female Robin, wow, that is groundbreaking. <laughs> yeah, they've never done that before. Right? Uh, but what is really making people grab this book is an Instagram post that was uh, put up there by Sean Gordon Murphy, who claimed this book was underprinted. That caused a lot of FOMO on last Wednesday when this came out, including the guilty party here who snatched as many as he could from his LCS. Now, here's the wrinkle. Sean Gordon Murphy has deleted that Instagram post. Yeah. Mm, And there are enough copies out there. My LCS, like I said, had a bunch. I was at WonderCon uh, this weekend. Every dealer that sold new books had stacks of them at 15 bucks a piece. So tread lightly on this one, you guys. Um, there's, go ahead. I think this this may have been just a mistaken post by the by the artist or uh, by him without all the information, and so that's yeah, he pulled it back. There is a one per store variant that's kind of like a black and white sketch version of this cover that is getting like two hundred and fifty bucks on eBay right now, but. Caveat on this one, not all the stores received their copies yet. So there may be a little bit of a flood this Tuesday when some stores get their copies. Uh, I'm saying sit this one out for another week and see how it goes. Right. Yeah, this is this is definitely something that I think is going to cool off after the initial interest. And if you're really interested in this book, pick it up. Yeah, there are legitimate reasons why it's a it's in demand. It's a cool DC Black Label title, great new character, great cover. Uh, regular copies are selling around twelve to fifteen dollars on eBay, and like I said at WonderCon, I didn't actually see anybody physically buying them, uh, <laughs> but they are buying them on eBay. So you know, uh, buyer beware on this one. Uh, speaking of conventions, we're going to cover a couple of them. Uh, two weeks ago, that was a week ago. Yeah, a week and a half ago. <laughs> I went to La Mole in Mexico City. Now, what is La Mole? La Mole is quite probably Mexico's largest comic book convention. Uh, I will tell you this. Mexico loves their funny books, Richard. 
Yes, I do. Uh, you look at this. Saturday had Comic-Con level crowds. Look at that line. It went around the outside and all the way around the entire convention center. It was crazy. Uh, it was great inside. Lots of dealers, lots of figures, lots of luchadores. Uh, Mexican wrestling was really big there as well. Cosplay was huge there. There was a cosplay alley and an artist alley. So, Artist Alley. Get this. Here's who was at Artist Alley. Bart Sears, David Mack, Simon Bisley was at Mexico. Wow. I've never seen Simon Bisley at a show before. Uh, and what, what I was most excited about, I'm sure you too, Richard, Jose Luis Duran. Yeah. Now, for you guys that don't know who Jose Luis Duran is, he is the artist from Mexico. He's most famous for drawing these never reprinted Amazing Spider-Man stories featuring Gwen Stacy because in 1973-74, Gwen, of course, was killed off in the U.S. comics. But she was so popular in Mexico as a character that the publisher in Mexico was afraid that sales were going to take a tumble because Gwen was killed off, that they got permission from Marvel to do their own new stories that still featured Gwen alive and married to Peter. So, Jose Luis Duran is the guy who drew all those stories, and he was there. Uh, here's, a, here's some sh shots of Rafael, uh, who you guys know from the live sales, talking to Jose Luis Duran and getting the skinny. We were going to feature this interview, but the audio is so bad, uh, and the translation is, uh, trust me, we're sparing you. Uh, he's a nice guy, but uh, the interview just did not work out technically, and that's all my fault. Now, as far as dealers, Richard, here's the scoop. Ready? Okay. There were a couple dealers selling mostly U.S. comics. Right? Great. Lots of keys. They were at 2021 pandemic prices still. So, yeah, major pass on a lot of those dealers that were there. However, one dealer had stacks and stacks and stacks of Mexican variants of Marvel comics from the 60s on up through the 80s. They were all on a huge table, unsorted, unbagged, and unboarded. I mean, literally, look at this footage. Just stacks. So I was just grabbing how much. How much? So, so I mean, did, did, he, did he deal in bulk? I mean, was he pricing each one? No, a, lot of, a lot of the Marvel ones were bagged. They were not boarded. You'll see they're bagged, but a lot weren't. Uh, they had prices and pesos on the back. And, you know, sticker shock. For people that aren't familiar with pesos, you see a thousand pesos and you're like, what? A thousand pesos is five bucks, you guys. So don't get too freaked out when you see this. Uh, but the biggest sales activity I saw were actually at the booths that featured graphic novels and trade paperbacks. They had lines out the door at the registers, people buying trade paperbacks because it looks like our beloved Mexican comic fans like reading their books. Shut the fuck up. Right? They don't bag and board them and <laughs> you actually crack the spine. I, they're reading them. And I loved seeing that, you guys. I loved it so much. Um, it was a great time. I'm definitely going again next year. I highly recommend it. If you want to, Mexico City is a beautiful city. The best food you will ever eat. Uh, I gained all the weight I had lost after the pandemic right back. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with you next year. That's you are going. You are absolutely going with me. I will, I will drag you uh, <laughs> and make you go.
doesn't Lamole do a special foil version of a comic each show? Yes, they have a, a couple of exclusives each year. This year, there were three exclusives that we got. You get them in your bag just for buying a ticket. You have a VIP level where you get different versions as well. We, we went VIP. You know how we do. Um, first was an art book. Uh, that they do every year, La Mole art book. And they usually feature one character and have every artist that's coming draw that character. This year it was Carnage. So Carnage is on this beautiful art book with a foil cover drawn by Bart Sears. Gorgeous. In addition, there was a La Mole exclusive silver foil variant of Spawn 185 by Wills Bertasio. That was limited to a thousand copies. There was also... Another Spawn 185 limited edition, which was the headless version, but done with silver foil as well. In addition, the best part, I think they did this because Jose Luis Duran was there. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man 181, uh, a facsimile edition. Doesn't look like a facsimile. It says 20 cents in the cover. It's got a cardboard cover. It's super glossy, beautiful, glossy pages. And also a foil version of ASM 121 that looks gorgeous. Uh, I, I've heard different things. I've heard the regular version was lis- limited to a thousand. I've heard the foil version was limited to 500. I cannot find any confirmation on this guy. Sorry, but uh, yeah, we got a bunch. Uh, <laughs> be, be watch for our next live sale. Uh, <laughs> and these are gorgeous. These foil comics that they do is, are just amazing. Yeah, I'll tell you guys, the from L.A. to Mexico City it was 160 round trip on Aero Mexico economy. It's a three hour flight selling the foil editions will pay for the flights and almost pays for the hotel as well. The hotel was this beautiful hotel, this boutique. We had a suite right across the street from the convention center. We literally walked across the street to go inside. It was 110 a night USD. So make you know i'm 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 i kind of don't want to tell you guys about it because <laughs> it's such a good deal <laughs> and i don't want everyone to go but it's worth it uh it's it's great now WonderCon. here we go all right <laughs> I went, we only went on friday uh we had three day passes but i only went on friday and i'll tell you why it was first of all it was nowhere near as crowded as the last few years i know it's the first time in two years we've had a WonderCon. I thought there would be a lot of more pent up demand, but there was just from what I saw, there was not uh, great dealers there. The man under the red hood, Harley Yee, P dots comics, all the regulars that you see at the big shows were there. And I will say the majority of dealers have come to back down to earth in terms of pricing. They've calmed down a bit on this pandemic era pricing. People were willing to deal I got a couple of my uh, Mademoiselle Moe books that uh, I was looking for. I got got some discounts on them. Things seemed much more realistically priced, uh, but sales were kind of slow too. Um, I oh, didn't no. see a lot of movement at the the booths Sorry. On, on 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 slabs and and back issues or on on new books. Period. Uh, I saw lots of looky-loos. I didn't see a lot of people buying stuff. I mean, the most activity I saw were dealers buying from other dealers. Uh, fans, I you know, I saw a few people digging through 
there were some some dealers that had two dollar book boxes those seem to be really popular but you know you think people are going and grabbing asm 194s and paying premiums and stuff like that or msh 20s i didn't see a lot of that wow wow yeah interesting i wonder why again um market survey of one uh your experience there may have varied in fact let us know if you were at wondercon what'd you think uh let us know in the comments um if you kind of reflected that as well or if you think i'm full of it um I very, very well, maybe, um, I was really bummed the, uh, the Christian protesters that are usually out front saying that everybody's going to hell. They were not there this year. I wore a special shirt just for them. <laughs> My son of Satan shirt. If you're listening on the, uh, audio version of the podcast, but, uh, yeah, um, It'll be interesting. San Diego will be interesting. Baltimore will be interesting. C2E2 will be interesting. Uh, we are definitely, I feel, in a correction period. Really? Do you think uh, it's gonna, we're going to come out of that correction anytime soon? I don't think – well, define coming out of it. I think when I say correction period, things were so insane. It, there's okay. no way it could possibly sustain. Right. It, it right. had to come down to earth. That's what I think is happening. But, you know, that's, that's true. I, I think uh, the hobby in general has gone through a correction. I think the big keys, though – have really been resilient. Those prices yeah. went up and they yeah. just have not come back down. You yeah. Know, a fantastic 448s and you know things like that are just holding on to their value. You had your Metropolis, you had your Comic Connect, uh Comic Link, all those people were there with their showcase displays and their Superman number ones and yeah. you know stuff like that under lock and key. Not sure if what the sales were on those big books, but I'm sure deals were made. Yeah. The keys aren't going anywhere. I'm talking about, you know, stuff like uh, tales of suspense, 75 first Peggy Carter that you could get like, 454 or $450 for last year. Maybe you're getting 400 for it now, you know, stuff like that. That's what I mean. Right. Right. Yeah. I think, I think we were due for that correction. Yeah. And I, I'm seeing it. Uh, you guys let me know what you see. But uh, I, I long for the days, like maybe in 1997, when you could get these books for 5 or $10 each. It's time for the 25-year-old. <laughs> uh, I'm not judging you. I'm not judging you at all. I wish it was 1997. I, I, I had money to buy comics because I'd be a millionaire by now. I mean, don't judge me on these segues. <laughs> Today, the 25-year rule, we turn our attention to DC Comics and a square-bound book called Batman, colon, Bane. I don't think you're supposed to say colon. I don't think you're supposed to say colon either. It sounds like some kind of proctology exam. <laughs> Batman's colon, Bane. Yes. Was a square bound special one shot, one of four one shots released to take advantage of the release of the 1997 epic movie Batman and Robin, everyone's favorite Joel Schumacher production. Bat nipples, anyone? <laughs> uh, that's his best forgotten. Yes, yeah. This featured everyone's favorite juice head, Bane, uh, by Chuck Dixon and Rick Burchett. Now, I like Rick Burchett. He drew stuff like Black Hawk that I liked. Very simple, clean, Mike Parabek kind of style. Is he the best person to draw a Bane one-shot? I mean, this guy was economy of line. He's kind of like 
Jaime Hernandez drawing Bane. Is that what you're looking for? Right. Um, this is pretty easy to grab. It sells for a whopping $5 or less on eBay right now. There is a newsstand variant, believe it or not. What reason I picked this is because is this the first solo Bane title? Or is this first that first appearance of Bane was a one shot that had him on the cover, right? Were we considering that? That the first appearance of Bane is that Bane Shadow of the Bat thing. Right, is right. I, I thought that was the first of a series. I don't know. Who knows? You guys tell me. We're not experts here. Yeah, we, we just read these things. We only play them on TV. But I just thought it was interesting. Great cover by Brian Steelfreeze. It's gorgeous. Uh, yeah, gorgeous. Uh, Batman Bane is missing this book, The Bane of Your Existence. You can get it for $5. Is it really that cheap? Five dollars, man. Go look on eBay right now. <laughs> wow. Okay. This is not the section where we say this is a good book and underrated, and you should buy it. This is just the section where we report on what's happening in 1997. Right. <laughs> so keep that in mind. Speaking of which, I think it is time for our underrated books of the week, Richard. Yeah, my underrated book this week is uh, All New Wolverine. Number one, the cargo hold edition. And what? <laughs> <laughs> I picked this book. Uh, this this is uh, a book that features J. Scott Campbell on the cover uh, as the cover artist. Uh, J. Scott Campbell has a history of really just having iconic covers, covers that knock it out of the park, that retain and gain in value over time. So I looked for a cover that, unlike something like Black Cat, the um, the Chat Noir. Uh, cover for example which is now just going astronomical something that's still affordable and so this cover features x23 on the cover and she's dressed in wolverine's costume you know the whole costume with the with the the yellow and black costume it's the first time she dons it with the kitty cat ears yeah the kitty cat ears (laughs) um and it's to me it's a gorgeous cover it's just a great way of buying into some of these exclusive uh, J. Scott Campbell covers before they really skyrocket in value. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a while before X-23 shows up in uh, the MCU, in my opinion. But, you know, what she's allowed, you know, we've already seen her in the Fox movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I, could, I could easily see her uh, show up in one of the MCU movies down, down the row. Um, right now, this book is, to me, is still affordable. You know, 9.8 for this version Runs about uh, the last sale was $256 with a 90 day average of 233. Um, there's also a sketch version of this book, which for some reason, usually sketch versions go for a little bit more, but yeah, this one is less. It's about a 143 for the sketch version, and I think that's that works because the sketch just doesn't hold the same presence for as the uh, the color version of this cover. They're out there on eBay right now, you can get raws for um, around $30. And to me, this is a great way of buying into that mystique for J. Scott Campbell. He's one of those artists that has been so successful as craft. He runs his own website and he has his own covers that he produces and they sell out on a regular basis as he does as he does them. So um, right now there's 351 9.8s on the census out of 475. So there's a lot of 9.8s out there to pick up. So that should hold the price down for now. Um, so yeah, this to me, this is a great, a great book. I, I really like the character of 
X23. And uh, I'm a huge J. Scott Campbell fan. So it's a great, uh, you know, confluence of those two things. So two things with this book. Number one, it's interesting that the focus for this title is really on number two right now. Mm-hmm. The first appearance of the Honey Badger. Right. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and so I think that you're right. This is being slept on. What were you going to say about Honey Badger? Oh, that's, Honey Badger is just the logical conclusion. If Wolverine has three claws and X23 has two claws, somebody's got to have one claw. <laughs> Mono Badger. Uh, the other thing, and I'm putting you on the spot here. So if you don't know the answer to this, uh, I apologize. What the hell is a cargo hold edition? Uh, it's one of those store exclusives, you know. It's like um, like a loot box kind of thing. Yeah, it's it's yeah, it's like one of those one of those one of those stores that puts out or uh, I'm trying to think of um, an example of of one of the titles. Yeah, it's just a limited. Okay. Yeah, like a, like a like comics pro or you know <laughs> there are a variety of different different uh, organizations that put out limited editions like hastings back in the day like that one miles staples edition was that actually at staples probably i i mean, gotta start shopping for comic books at staples i'll i need uh four reams of printer paper and that miles morales comic book behind the counter please thank you <laughs> i don't know uh my underrated book for this week is gi joe 150 four yes everyone is focused on the last issue of gi joe which is 155 but this second to last issue is just as tough now this issue features roadblock i don't know that's roadblock yeah is a character that they thought was enough important enough to make a logo for it and slap him on the cover <laughs> the cover itself is by amanda connor which was an oh, interesting yeah. surprise when i was doing this now 154, obviously the second to last issue. The 90-day average for this in a CGC 9.8 is $600. Oh, okay. holy that's, wow. that's the reaction I had when I saw that. <laughs> that's just a little over half of what a 155 sells for in a 9.8, but 600 bucks is nothing to sneeze at. Um, I saw a Raw this Friday at WonderCon for 150 and I passed it up. That's why I picked it today because I just happened to look it up today. And I wish I had bought it at 150. I would buy this at 150 all day long. Wow! Just think of all those of all those uh, GI Joe collections sitting out there where people have cherry picked, you know, the big books out of it. Yeah, um, they probably missed this one. That's the thing with the the last year of this run. They're very scarce. They're very scarce in grade. That's the key. And there are newsstand editions of all of these as well. So when you see, when you're flipping through the boxes and you see GI Joes from like 145 to 155, don't go boop, 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 boop. stop, take a breath, <laughs> pull the book out, take a look at it front and back and make a, an informed decision. Unlike what I did on Friday. You can't buy everything, John. Yes, I can. Stop it. <laughs> you can't stop me. Only only my mortgage and bills can stop me and the IRS. <laughs> All right. That is going to wrap it up for our Monday episode. Richard, remind everybody where they can find us, please. They can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Bronze and Modern Gods, or we can find us on the web at bronzeandmoderngods.com. Thanks, everybody. We will see you next time. Yep. Everybody stay safe. <laughs> <laughs>